0: Hi, everyone. Just before we get started with this podcast episode, um, I've got a word from our sponsor, um, the Toronto School of Management's NCA Exam Prep Program. So you can follow the the TSOM NCA Prep Program on Facebook if you just search TSOM NCA Program. Um, What they're doing now is they're coming out with a lot of new materials. And in particular, they're coming out with sort of a new way of approaching exam strategy preparation. So on March 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, the Toronto School of Management's NCA exam strategy and sample paper live session will be taking place for people who are studying in small groups or for people who have um, been self-studying or even for people who have had the experience of tutoring with other other great mentors and other great teachers out there. If you're looking for a little bit of extra help or looking to shore up some questions that you might have, uh, the session is $60 and it's hosted by Amadeo Clevio. Um, Amadeo is JD from Osgoode Hall Law School and is the owner of Clevio Law Professional Corporation. I'll be there as well to moderate the session, so to make sure that all of your questions are answered, Um, you can submit questions prior to the session to have it be a little bit more structured by emailing ncaprep at torontosom.ca. And also, if you're interested in registering for the event, again, it's $60 Canadian. There's no taxes included there. Um, and you can either DM me personally and I can connect you with the right people within the Toronto School of Management organization. Or you're able to email Prep at torontosom.ca. Um, they're looking forward to seeing you. And uh, I know that they're really excited about the launch of this, this particular um, kind of class where it'll be two hours of, of an opportunity for you to go through a sample paper and to, to double check that you understand the IRAC method and um, to shore up some of your skills, whether they be Vavilov or other, you know, a test of reasonableness um, or something else to do with the administrative law exam that's happening um, March 8th to 11th of this year. Shot of Life, a podcast aimed at highlighting the personal journeys of professionals and entrepreneurs in Canada, taking a snapshot of the person behind the professional title. This is episode 29. Our 29th guest is John Richardson. You might know John as the founder of one of the larger NCA Facebook groups. I had the opportunity to speak to John about his views on the NCA tutoring and mentoring world. While most tutors and mentors in this space are great resources for people, it's important to keep your wits about you. Hi, John. Hello, how are you? I'm great, great. Thanks so much for um, agreeing to be on the podcast. No problem. Yeah, so... Um, For listeners i suppose it would be good first to get a bit of an introduction to yourself who you are um, and i'll provide a little bit of background as to how we got connected and it was all through the facebook world um i'm sure many listeners know and many listeners are a part of many nca facebook groups they're great resources and uh john you're you're sort of the founder of one of these groups that have quite a large following um and there have been some recent events on these groups that have led us to to recording this podcast episode today, but I thought first and foremost, it might be good for listeners to get a sense of who you are um, and sort of your relationship with the whole NCA journey and internationally trained lawyers. Sure. Uh, So my name is John Richardson. I'm a member of the
1: uh, the Bar of Ontario. Um, For many, many years, I was in the test prep industry, uh, helping people get into law school. Uh, Also in the capacity of being a lawyer, some years ago, probably about the time the Facebook group was founded, uh, I was assisting somebody with who was a basically a non-Canadian uh, lawyer uh, get admission to the bar of Ontario, mm-hmm. and I got immersed in this whole issue, uh, at least for that particular issue at that particular time. And I think it was at that time that I actually founded the uh, Facebook group. Um, I believe that the that the one that I founded is actually quite possibly the original one. Hmm. Uh, it's also the only one that has never, as far as I can see, been specifically associated with any, uh, any of these NCA prep courses or tutoring services. A number of them have advertised on it over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, since that time, I have from time to time assisted other people with NCA related issues. Uh, you know whether it had to do directly with the Law Society or with the NCA, but you know I very much understand this problem. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very sympathetic to uh, the problems of people who graduate from non-Canadian law schools, and there are clear difficulties in becoming licensed lawyers in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And although it's not something that you know I spend a big part of my day or even my year on, it is something that you know I think is an important issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well that that's great. Good great background John and um it's sort of it's it's good for me to be able to have a podcast episode on the subject matter of the tutoring space. Now, you know, uh, people who know the podcast, people who know me know that I've, you know, um been sort of project managing a program within the Toronto School of Management that surrounds NCA prep and i'm quite familiar with a lot of the tutors that exist in this space and i sort of found it difficult to come up with a way to have an unbiased um sort of discussion on the marketplace without um sort of inviting other tutors to you know sort of sell themselves so john you're you're, you know thank you again for agreeing to be on um and now, I'd I'd really like to get into the tutoring space, and there's a lot of candidates who do go abroad for law school. Um, myself, I went to the UK. I know a lot of Canadians do, as well as Australia. Bond University is quite popular. Um, and having spoken to Deborah Wolfe from the NCA, I know that there are a lot of students coming from India and Nigeria now. Actually, quite a quite a quite a bit more than there were, let's say, five years ago. And so they're coming into this space um, pretty green. And they're looking for assistance in how to best understand the materials, um, how to best navigate the NCA syllabi. And they come across quite a few tutors in the space. And they read reviews on Facebook. And I'll stop myself there, John, and I'll be interested to get your sense of the current marketplace of the, the tutoring world for NCA candidates?
2: Well, okay.
1: I mean, obviously I preface this, with this is just my perception. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, and have never been in the NCA tutoring business personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have been sort of a passive observer, uh, if you will, of my own uh, NCA exam prep Facebook group for, you know, for a number of years, not really participated in it much. And I've seen A very large number of, of, uh, you know, groups that perhaps still exist and individuals, um, you know, advertise their willingness to help people uh, with the NCA exams. Um, I will say this, okay. You know, I have been, as I was saying before talking to you this morning, been involved in the prep industry in various things for I'm almost amazed to say about 45 years
2: wow. at
1: this point. And, you know, I, oh, and some of that I was teaching myself, and I, I was a pretty good teacher. I would have to have been to have survived in it for, I don't do it anymore, but for the number of years that I did. But one thing I know absolutely is this that when students do well on exams, it's because of them. When, tutors don't, uh, sorry, sorry, when students do well, it's because of them. When students don't do well, it's because of the tutors. <laughs>
3: right.
1: And this is just human nature, it's reality. And I will say this, absolutely, I am 100% committed to the view that a lot of the glowing reviews of tutoring services that you'll find on, you know, on my group, I don't read other people's group. By the way, I'm hardly even aware of what other ones there are, but I know there are a lot of other ones. Right, right they're outright fabrications Mm -hmm. uh, and they are, you know, the result clearly of, you know, various individuals suggesting, uh, you know, whether for compensation or otherwise, you know, that they go out and post a good review of the service. And, you know, it's not like this is provable, but there's a great many things in life that are true, but can't be proven. Mm -hmm. So I can guarantee you that a very large number of those reviews are are fake reviews. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: I think that uh, people reading that stuff should be aware of that. I mean, why would anybody go out, you know, after they paid money to a tutor and invest a bunch of their personal time in promoting somebody's tutoring services?
0: right. You'd think particularly in the profession that they're preparing for, they'd be distracted by by other things like like working as a lawyer and things like that, or at least maybe studying for the bar exams. Um, But yeah, this is sort of a gut reaction that I think a lot of people have um when they see these, you know, glowing reviews of of tutors. And, you know, I know I know a, a good a few tutors anyway, who are actually quite good. And the service is actually a really useful one, um, preparing for not only the exams themselves, but as you know, the the whole process of navigating the accreditation and licensing of um, you know sort of yourself as a lawyer in Canada varies province to province, and it's useful to have somebody there to mentor you. So while the service is is really useful, um, it's also so important to understand that the market um for tutoring services is unregulated and that means that there are no checks and balances official checks and balances on any individual tutor Um, and there are no requirements on any individual tutor to be a lawyer to have any kind of teaching experience which i actually probably think is more important you know tutoring and you can speak to this maybe john um, but not every lawyer is a good teacher, <laughs> but a, a really good teacher perhaps could teach law. And I wonder to get your sense of that when somebody's looking at different tutoring services, what would be the criteria that you would look for? You would advise people to look for.
1: Well, you've obviously been reading the comments that I threw up on the post. <laughs> uh, but okay, you're you're talking about uh, two, three, four things at once. So let me try mm-hmm. to slice and dice this a little bit. Okay, sure. Um first of all i notice. uh okay i mean i think it's fairly obvious okay that we're having this conversation because of the post that you put up a day or two ago on the facebook group so everybody you know should go and read that you know and they'll see some of my comments on this as well mm-hmm. some of my rare 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 comments Yes. Yeah. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. in
1: fact i probably put up more comments than i have over the 12 years or whatever that i had the group you know over the last over the last few days but first of all I, my opinion is that the fact that the fact that it's not regulated is not a bad thing, it's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me just tell you why, okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, one of the, one of the comments that, that I made here was, it seems to me that there's two distinct groups, well, there's at least two distinct groups of people who are caught up in this. The first group of the people, I don't, I've never met you before today, possibly like yourself, who, mm-hmm. are, are you Canadian? I am. Yeah. OK, so you probably did an undergraduate degree here and then went to law school in the UK, this sort of thing. Right. You got it. Yeah. And, you know, there's uh, there's a significant number of people who do that and more and more. But mm-hmm. your situation is not an immigration issue right. coming back to Canada. OK, you know, you may you mentioned the people from India and I, I think I'd rather use the phrase South Asia generally because it extends beyond India. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, various countries in Africa, et cetera. Now, these people have an immigration issue, all right, uh, Mm -hmm. as well, or they either had or had an immigration issue, as well as this lawyer licensing issue. And these people, I think, are far, far more vulnerable uh, to the problems of this because, you know, they're trying to acclimatize themselves uh, to Canada. Mm -hmm. There are also people who uh, have generally been exposed to unethical immigration consultants, or at least not all of them, but there's certainly more potential there. The point I want to make is that the response of the government to the problems of the immigration consultant was to regulate, you know, the immigration industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now, as I understand it, uh, you know, immigration consultants have to graduate from a, a program at Queen's University or something, Right. Right. Uh, you know, so they've completely taken over the space and I don't think that's a good thing because it, you know, that, that's an expensive program. I mean, you know, it, 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 it definitely cuts down on the options. Now, I think mm-hmm. that the market is better at regulating this stuff because although there are scammers out there, there's no, absolutely no question about it. There are scammers in selling notes and in, you know, these ridiculous courses they claim to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those people aren't going to last very long, okay. I mean, sure, there are people who suffer, but they don't last very long, precisely because the market takes care of that.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Now, so in an unregulated market, of course, if it gets regulated, there's not going to be much choice. That would be my guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in an unregulated market, what are you looking for? Well, all right. So. I think the first of all, we need to ask, what exactly is somebody trying to achieve? The answer is they're trying to, you know, get an admission to the bar in Ontario or, you know, you know such and such a province, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: In order to do that, they have to pass certain exams. So what they're looking for is somebody who will help them pass the exams,
3: mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm.
1: They're not looking for somebody to, you know, hold their hand through some other kind of process at all and taking exams is based on a number of things okay i think that first of all there's the knowledge itself all right now obviously uh the fact that somebody can pass the NCA, actually the fact that somebody can pass any bar exam is is indicative as far as i'm concerned of precisely nothing okay mm-hmm. you know it means they were able to pass the exam so i would not even consider that as a factor, unless it was somebody who consistently failed the exams. I think that might be, you know, a a flag or something, but I would not, the fact that somebody is a licensed lawyer, the fact that somebody passed the NCA exams is not in and of itself, I think an indicator that they're going to be able to help you do it. Okay.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So you need somebody who not only understands the material, but is able able to organize it in a way to help you effectively perform under what I believe are limited time constraints. These are timed exams, aren't they? They are yeah. You know, under limited time constraints and score enough points to pass the damn things. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that involves a combination of things, right? One is, obviously, you've got to be up to date on the law. <clears throat> and you know, uh, the law changes, right? I mean, I've seen from time to time discussion of recent decisions in administrative law, for example, that would obviously have an impact on these exams, right? So it needs you need somebody who's, who's now listen to me carefully, whose job it is to be current on changes in law as it impacts the NCA exams. Right. That's an entirely different thing, you know, from somebody, you know, who just, you know, passed the exams. Secondly, okay. You need to incorporate exam taking skills into this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There are a lot of people in life and on exams who know perfectly well what to do, but can't do what they know. All right. Right. So, you know, there's an exam sort of taking skill in this. Okay. There's also, and this may be controversial, okay, but I believe that when it comes to these kinds of exams, there's a certain cultural fluency in the exam. hmm You know, these exams, these fact patterns, all of this stuff, you know, is set up from the perspective, from the vantage point of the English common law world, Mm. right? And the way that people in that world generally see these issues. Now, they can deny it, but there is no question that that's a factor as well. Mm -hmm. Next, the exams are in English. You know, I don't think you get to choose your choice of language on these exams, do you? No, no. no. So the exams are in English. Therefore, the instruction should be not only in English, but somebody who speaks what I would call legal English. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that's the language of communication on these exams. Next, you know, let me tell you why I stopped teaching myself after many years. It's because I just wasn't really into it anymore. Right. You know, I mean, how long can you go? Good teachers have what I would call a special razor's edge ability. And you know what that ability is? The ability is to get people to believe in their set in themselves and help them get the very best they can out of their own abilities. And that mm-hmm. is critical. And that involves you're looking for, you know, somebody who's got an absolute commitment, who's on a personal mission almost. Mm-hmm. All right. To help that particular person get the most they can out of their abilities. Now, that's a pretty damn tall order, I think, to get all that stuff at once. And I doubt that there is anybody in the marketplace who can do all those things at once for every single person. Right. Because right. I mean, let's face it. Different people respond you know, differently to different times of people. Yeah. People hated me. Absolutely hated me. <laughs> Not that many, but I did. And I'm sure I still do but I also have people who, you know, think well of me, you know, et cetera. So, you know, there's that issue as well, but it seems to me that these are the types of things that need to be considered here. And it seems to me that I, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on here exactly, but I think that a lot of people, you know, particularly, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but it's, 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 it's something that I think I'm right in saying, that a lot of people, uh, you know are most comfortable with somebody who uh you know has has lived their life journey you know mm. maybe they're from south asia or from nigeria or something mm. but that doesn't necessarily make them okay you know exactly what you're looking for you right. know which is to solve this particular problem now the things that i have said for those listening cuz i'm sure people will listen to this okay
3: mm-hmm.
1: are absolutely not aimed at any specific individuals no Okay, and are not for the purpose of endorsing any specific individuals either. Okay, you know, these are just sort of my thoughts on the matter as an interested person Mm -hmm. in the sense that I. You know, I am interested in it, obviously, but I don't teach the stuff and the amount of money that I've ever gotten off the Facebook group has been exactly
0: zero. Right. Okay. Well, Yeah, that's a good sort of caveat to add to to the advice and and the experiences that you're um, you're outlining, John. I think you mentioned that the and, and what's what is true in most cases is that markets do sort of regulate themselves and the cream usually rises to the top. Um, where there is a regulated market, um, there is then a place to to complain to, formally, <laughs> a, a, a place to, to formally issue a complaint or to report somebody for what's perceived to be poor practices. Um, I'm curious about your thoughts on that. So, what matter of recourse would somebody have in this space? And I think I'm asking, I'm asking because i i've had people approach me and truthfully i don't have the answers nor do i as i said on that facebook post wish to be the tutoring police um it's just sort of clear to me that there is a sort of underlying fear or anxiety to make any kind of negative post public um for fear of whatever it is ostracization or or even some sort of harassment i'm not sure what or why, but second to that, I I hear you, you know, that's really obvious. Uh, You know, I mean,
1: I'm going to speak very, very candidly here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have nothing to gain or lose. Um, Although I I will say this, that I'm having this interview in the spirit of trying to be helpful to people. Of course. Okay. Of course. Um, But yeah, you know, uh, after you put your post up, uh, somebody put up a post complaining about some other tutor.
3: Hmm.
1: You know, and, and then a bunch of people came on and defended this other. T- I mean, the whole thing was—it was—it mm-hmm. was so obviously,
2: mm-hmm. uh, you know, fabrication, et cetera. But I think that the first—you know—there's a saying
1: about marriage that you would never want to marry somebody you'd be afraid to divorce.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't think you get involved with you know any tutor who you you know, thought could be be in any way vindictive or who, you know, would not be willing to respond to suggestions for improvement in a positive way. Now, a lot of people coming from countries outside of Canada, and, uh, you know, it it, it is so hard, you know, to see these things, you know, to get in somebody else's shoes, right? But a lot Mm -hmm. of countries that people come from you uh, know, our countries where there's less rule of law, and you know, more sort of favoritism, and you know, and, and, and this sort of stuff,
2: right? In mm-hmm. other words, you know, le- less less objectively applied principles. Um, and I think that these are the people who are
1: perhaps, uh, you know, afraid to, you know, afraid to come forward.
2: Um, I mean, I they're so afraid to come forward and do what? And to complain to somebody about something. Well, I'm real I'm like I think this isn't the issue, but I I'm a bit torn on this. And let me tell you why. Okay? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, one of the problems with this whole exam prep process is the people get so focused on themselves, they can't see this from you know, the point of view of a tutor or anything like that. Now, there are bad tutors who are bad people, okay? There are bad tutors who are good people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay? Right. You know, et et cetera. But I think that the the key here is to find a mix where legitimate complaints can come through. But I absolutely foresee a bunch of fabricated complaints coming from some tutors against others. I have no doubt that this is going to happen, all right? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think that's a problem, and I would not like to see, uh, at least my particular uh, Facebook group. It's not even, you know, the the one I founded. I have nothing to do with it, really. Okay. Yeah. You know, become a forum for, uh, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So the question is, uh, you know, how how could this be managed? And I I have, I think, sort of a a possible thought here on this. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I would not mind if. I would not mind for the Facebook group that I founded to, you know, I think it should remain fundamentally what it has been, you know, which is more or less, although on the one hand, you know, I certainly endorse and respect of Vanessa's moderation and teaching skills, but I don't want, you know, the group to be, you know, become just, you know, her services sort of thing. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. it, I think it should be open in a reasonable way. And I don't mind if something couldn't be set up on that group. Right, provide at least a mechanism, but I don't think it should be necessarily, at least initially, a public mechanism. Mm -hmm. Okay, do you want somebody who's pissed off after listening to this podcast going on the group and start saying you're a bad guy? (laughs)
3: No, you know I don't think you do. Right? yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think that that is a good idea. I think there should be some way of having a discussion about problems with tutors that's objective, balanced, and reasonable.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think it should necessarily take place, at least initially, in a public forum.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think what I could do is this, and I, I think, you know, I just thought of this, I'm willing to, I think I'm willing to commit to this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, uh, but I do have a habit of, you know, shooting off the cuff, so to speak, sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, I would be perfectly happy to make it a condition re-advertising tutoring services on my group mm-hmm. but anybody who does that uh accepts a willingness uh, to respond directly to uh, complaints yeah uh and i don't mind if the complaints were to come through me or somebody not actually i wouldn't mind that because it takes up my you know
0: somebody yeah.
1: who I designate yeah but i'd be willing to commit to that um mm-hmm. and i think that's at least a reasonable start.
0: Sure. Yeah, that sounds. You don't like- want to throw
1: out the baby with the bathwater, and 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 I also, you know, we've been talking about this from the perspective of of students, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth talking about this from the perspective of tutors as well,
3: mm-hmm.
1: who, you know, I think are sometimes subjected to uh, unjustifiable, unjustified complaints, and I think complaints that are set up. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. for some of these other, you know, I have a very low opinion of you know the general culture of tutoring in the nca area
2: right Mm
1: -hmm. i don't know what do you think of that does that seem yeah no that
0: it does seem reasonable and i think like you said that's sort of a great first start to to make tutors at least accountable to the complaints that are that are put forth against them um and like you like you say um i liked sort of what you said that um there are not all bad tutors are bad people. There are good people who happen to you know slip up or have a bad sort of session with a group of students and
1: or just don't click
0: with a certain individual right right. I think it's okay. important to understand that that not not all servers perceived to be poor means that this this person deserves to be vilified.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. And I am happy to you know continue what I to the extent that I have any role in this at all, I'm not sure that I do, but let's imagine that, that my Facebook group has some role in this Mm -hmm. uh, landscape. Okay. That it exists. And I think it exists. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm happy for it to, um, you know, take a leadership role and sure. Happy to have you advertise. but you've got to be willing to submit to a complaints process then too.
0: Yep. I think that's a great first start, John. Um, sort of as as we come to a near close of this conversation, I'm I'm curious if there's been anything else on your mind while you've been looking, sort of monitoring uh, whether or not there's been a sea change that you've noticed in your years. Of after having founded the NCA group that you did on Facebook, um, I wonder if you have any sort of closing remarks or bits of advice um, given your unique perspective in that you're sort of in the space, but not in the space.
2: In the space, but not in the space. Um, Well, okay. So, you know, I've been involved
1: in this whole law school admission, bar admission stuff for like a really long time, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I really got started in this in the late 70s, believe it or not. I don't even think you were alive.
0: No, I wouldn't have been, no.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, okay. So I can confidently say I've been involved in this longer than almost any of the people who are affected by it or even been alive. (laughs) But I want to make a couple of of comments here. Okay, the first is, and I put this in the post, that you know, the real problem Is not the tutors. The problem is the
2: overall process of lawyer licensing in Canada.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, It is, in my view, absurd.
1: Uh, You know, there weren't even law schools in Canada. In 1957, legal education in Canada, at least in Ontario, was changed from the Law Society to the law
2: schools. At that Hmm. point, they were supposed to get rid of articling. 57, right? Articling is still around. Okay, and I don't think it's,
1: generally, I don't think it's, it, it's, it's worth, I don't think it achieves its intended purpose. That's my impression, but mm-hmm. I acknowledge it's also my opinion. But where this is a problem, clearly, well, if I'm wrong, you tell me. But my perception is that NCA graduates have a lot more trouble
0: getting articling jobs than graduates of Canadian law schools. Am I right on that? That would be, at least from my, my perspective, anecdotally true, yeah. Okay, so what you've
1: got then is a system that really discriminates on that level, as well as on the level of having to do all these you know, compulsory exams against people because they didn't go to law school in Canada. Now, some people might say, well, of course, they should. what's going on? Canada, Canada teaches Canadian law. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> right. Anybody who's been to law school knows perfectly well that law school is not about learning law. Law mm-hmm. school is about learning how to learn law when you have to, and therefore apply it. And you get those skills all across the common law world. You get in the United States, you get in the UK, you get in Australia.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm not even sure that there's any reason at all to uh, require graduates of schools with this, con- that share the common law heritage, to even do this.
3: Mm.
1: Okay uh You know, I think it's probably unnecessary delay. Secondly, um it's interesting. I have the distinct impression that NCA people see themselves or perceive that they're seen as sort of subpar. You know that we have a higher Canadian log ridge at the top, you know, and then we have the other ones. And you know, I really have a lot of trouble understanding that. Okay, now I have I have two law degrees. I have a U.S. law degree and a Canadian law. Degree. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, a member of a couple of US state bars as well as Ontario.
2: And, um, you know, I've got to tell you that
1: if you have say a US law degree or a law degree from the UK or somewhere, you have had exposure and fluency and something that Canadian law graduates will never have. Hmm. Right, they'll never have that. So I do not understand why you know, particularly these larger firms that have the more diverse client bases. Client why they don't see that as an opportunity. Right. So you have two people sitting there. They appear to be equally competent. One has a law degree. From, I'm going to say Queens because that's where I went to law school. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Okay. A law degree from Queens. Okay. And then one from, um, uh, where did you go to law school?
0: I went to university of law in the UK in London. All right. All right. Okay, so from your law school in London, so you're looking at the, so you're looking at
1: John, and you're looking at uh, at Anton, and mm-hmm. you say, oh my God, they're both equally qualified or equally unqualified. But John, Jesus, he went to Queens. So I can get that anywhere. Anton, no, <laughs> he has something to actually bring, you know, in terms of a new perspective, right? Right. Now, why, you know, they don't see it this way, I really don't know. I mean, I think it's extremely parochial.
2: Mm -hmm. That's how they see it. Um, And I suppose, you know, a final thing that I would say is this.
1: And right now I'm speaking to the, you know, the people who are not from Canada, Mm
3: -hmm. but the people
1: coming into Canada. Is I completely acknowledge and understand and believe that people in Canada will never see this from your perspective. OK, the legal profession has never been a leader in any discrimination. OK, it has never been a leader. The history of the legal profession across the world in Ontario is rampant and is characterized by discrimination over the years. And, it, you know, it continues far beyond, you know, law school and the law school admissions process. You know, I acknowledge that and I acknowledge that you have a harder go of it. Mm-hmm. But there's a saying when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And over time, things will change if the right people work hard to change them. As Dr. Martin Luther King, I think, coined the phrase or the sentence uh, the, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Mm. Okay. And if you want to be part of bending it towards justice, you've got to get yourself admitted to the bar. And I strongly recommend that you consider the range of tutoring services that are available to you, that you consider the individuals doing the actual tutoring, and that you understand that your job is to pass those exams and it is not to be part of a broader social club, Mm -hmm. okay? You know, or, or something like that. Unless, as I was talking with Vanessa the other day, maybe these groups should set up what we'll call NCA date. You know, where mm-hmm. you, can, you can meet somebody as well, you know, while you're doing this.
3: I, I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, look, I know it's tough. I know it's tough. And, um, I, I, you know, I really do feel for the people caught up in this. Uh, all exam services, the whole culture of tutoring preys on the emotional vulnerabilities of people. That's what it is. There's no way out of it, unfortunately.
3: Mm.
2: But you got to find, you know, who are good people will help you in a good way sound good sounds
0: good john that's that's great and uh and a great way to end the conversation i think i know i've certainly benefited from your unique perspective just listening to you um you know having the podcast this will be geez coming up on episode 30 now i've spoken to a lot of internationally trained lawyers so i feel like i'm slowly but surely gaining a better perspective on the challenges that do exist um for these internationally trained lawyers coming to canada they're huge yeah and um sort of gaining a little bit of the benefit of your perspective and your longevity in in particularly the prep space, not necessarily the NCA prep space, but very interesting. And, and sort of some th- things that I'm grasping particularly that um, there are individuals who are vulnerable, who are desperate, um, who view coming to Canada as a lifeline in some ways and uh, and who can possibly be preyed upon. So it's just good to well, get- Well, they, are, they are being
1: preyed upon, okay? And yeah. they are being, and unfortunately, The process of immigration is a process of being preyed upon
3: Mm -hmm.
1: you know whether it's through immigration consultants you know whether it's through nca prep courses you know it's tough yeah and it will never be understood it can only
2: be understood i think by people who have actually done it right and um you know i feel for them okay Mm -hmm. but on the other hand you know if they just go out You know, sign up for the first
0: tutor they find or something, you know, they're essentially getting what they deserve as well. Right. Yep, that's true. And also to, to sometimes maybe acknowledge that, you know, you are internationally trained, you have a law degree and in most in, in in a majority of cases, you have some practice experience yourself so Don't be afraid to employ that experience and that knowledge base into this process as well, and be. I think it
1: absolutely should be employed. I'm I'm trying Mm -hmm. to make it clear, upside down, sideways, and diagonally. I'll say it again. Right. I think that graduates of non-Canadian law schools have things to offer that graduates of Canadian law schools never will. Right. And I think that that's how they need to leverage. You know how how to market themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the thing is this: I have actually been to two separate law schools. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. back in the time of Archimedes and Plato, that is.
2: Okay. (laughs) Right. Uh,
1: You know, so I can tell you that there's a huge difference between, uh, you know, reading a couple articles and looking up something about some US aspect aspect of US law versus actually having you know, taking a full semester course in that area of law, there's a huge difference. And these mm-hmm. are, you know, this would apply to Australia, whatever, right?
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, but these are things that, um, you know, can and should be leveraged. Or, or let me give you another example, okay? Which a friend of mine writes a number of articles on the, the interplay between taxation and Sharia law. Mm. Well, you know, Canada is a, in the city of Toronto, where, where I live. Uh, apparently over 50% of the population is born out, has been born outside Canada. Let's assume that's true. Find hard mm-hmm. to believe, but okay. All right. So the point is that, you know, these people come, therefore, from all kinds of different cultures with very different ideas of what law is, uh, you know, how certain things in life are organized, marriage, property, etc.
3: Right.
2: And... You know, it is really clear to me that the legal profession, that that those people
1: need legal professionals who understand their perspective.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: They're not going to get it from somebody like, say, me. (laughs) Right. I mean, obviously, or probably you. Okay.
0: No. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. But they
1: are going to get it from, um, you know, somebody who. Came to, you know, saying, you know, sort of who understands the culture and has gone that route. You know, these NCA people who get admitted to the bar, I I really feel they have a moral, cultural and ethical obligation to reach out and take the hand of those who are following. them. Mm
3: -hmm. Because
1: until that happens, this is just going to be, you know, an endless cycle of difficulty and discrimination, isn't it?
0: It feels that way. And I've been sort of involved in this space for, let's say, six months now, maybe seven. And it's that is sort of it's uh, in some ways bewildering. <laughs> in other ways, I suppose the benefit of hindsight, I, I guess I have that now, but it is in some, in other ways quite predictable what's going on if you connect the dots. But um, I I agree. I think. There should be an emphasis placed on n c a candidates who've gone through the process they should they should extend their hands to those who are who are just coming through and and propping you know contributing to the community and propping each other up and and helping each other succeed or at least gain a solid footing in in the space as a lawyer I agreed
2: yeah you know and
1: Will they do that? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, you know, I don't see, again, I really don't know, but I don't see a lot of evidence that that's actually going on. I mean, I do not think that, you know, somebody who passes the NCA, that say, well, I think I'll, I'll run a tutoring service. I don't think that cuts it.
0: No, that's okay. It.
1: You know, for,
2: for, you know, for many different reasons. Um, but, you know, we are dealing with, huge problems that have accumulated over a very long time and Mm -hmm. it's going to take a long
1: time to you know to you know to move these things toward towards a fairer system you know i I don't you know i'm sort of i think i'm going to say this okay uh Mm -hmm. you know on the one hand i do want the space to you know still remain a you know place for you know multiple tutoring services and that but you know, about a year ago or so, um, you know, I, I met Vanessa and I was very much impressed with her, you know, as a as a her commitment to teaching and that sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, why I invited her to moderate the group. So, you know, I do I, I am going to say because I honestly believe that I do recommend Vanessa very highly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, You know, it doesn't mean that I, you know, I don't that I wouldn't recommend others, et cetera. But, you know, I invited her to moderate the group for a reason, and that reason was that I felt that she would further the purpose of the group, mm-hmm. right, which is generally to help people clear this hurdle in their lives.
2: Right. Yeah. Anyway, also,
1: in closing, uh, I don't mind. I'm not going to guarantee I'm going to spend a lot of time responding. Okay. But mm-hmm. you know, if anybody listening has any particular thoughts on this, uh, or wants to say hello, or you know, any you know question, cetera, You can reach me at ncaprep at gmail dot com. Ncaprep at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. And and what I'll do, John, maybe if you're okay with it, um, should I include that in in any of the social media publicity of the episode to sort of say if you'd like to get in touch with John?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have no problem. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I have nothing in this one way or the other. You know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing. I mean. 40 years ago, I might have been marketing a course, but.
2: Right. Yeah, you know,
1: Absolutely none.
0: It's, um, it's why it's your, you're kind of the guest to have on this because you truly don't have uh, a horse in this race. It's just, you know, your, your observations and combine that with your years of experience in similar areas. Well,
2: I do have a horse in the race. Okay. I'll tell you what the horse in the race is. Okay. That, um, you know, I, you know, I spent, you know, first part of my life, you know, business making
1: money and stuff. And then I, you know, began to realize that, you know, there were a lot of problems out there. And the horse I have in the race is that I would like to do what I can in mm-hmm. a, obviously a small way to contribute to making this process more fair
3: mm-hmm.
1: for people. And I, you know i i i'm sorry okay to the powers that be but i don't think it's fair
0: right yeah no i mean and i i i don't think that that is a i mean it's coming from a unique perspective but i don't think that it's a unique opinion that that the process is unfair for various reasons from various different Mm -hmm. people going through the process at different various stages um the word unfair does come up and i've heard it and and i'm sure you've heard it as well um we'll we'll leave it there john i really it's a
1: subsidy for canadian law (laughs) graduates it's a tax subsidy
0: for canadian law graduates that's what it is right (laughs) right right um very illuminating john i really appreciate the time i know Your time's valuable, and um, I hope that listeners of this podcast episode will benefit from your perspective.
1: Well, they got to listen to it to benefit from it. The question is, will they listen to it?
0: (laughs) I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will, John. Thank you so much. does it for episode 29. Thank you, John, for taking time out of your day to to speak with me. Um, And thank you again for sharing your unique perspective on the NCA tutoring and mentoring world. Um, I just sort of dipped my toe in this world maybe seven months ago, as as most of you know, as a a key contributor to an NCA exam prep program with the Toronto School of Management. And um, it's always interesting to hear unique takes on, on the tutoring space. Um, you know, a lot of people wonder who can you trust, how can you trust, who should you pay, what should you not pay for, what should be free, what shouldn't be. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough one, and uh, <laughs> in some ways, it can be a cutthroat world out there. But. I mean, through my experiences, most of the services on offer are great, um, and and John has got his unique perspective, um, and he comes at it from decades worth of experience in various prep spaces. So, you know, very interesting to hear his thoughts on on not only the tutoring side of things, but but also on on the NCA and on the bar, um, the Federation of Law Societies more broadly. Um, and how perhaps, in his uh, in his view, there could be some more work done um, on inclusion of um, and accepting of internationally trained lawyers here in Canada. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I did. Um, and until next time, we'll talk again.